but yeah, yeah it's uh, uh, pronunciation's difficult. Oh, yeah, yeah, my, exactly, my, yeah. my youngest had a um, a congratulations exam congratulations card arrived today. How did she get on? From this? she got okay, and uh, yeah, she got results through what she needed. Uh, yeah. In fact, better the maths was better than she thought it might be. Maths turned out to be the best grade she has the entire lot, which she was not. She's happy about, but it's like, but it's not my favourite subject. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's um, what they all get, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, yeah, but it's like yeah, but it's the one I taught you the most. Yeah. She's gone um, on to sixth form, hasn't she? She's going on to sixth form. Yeah, got place signed up. I already had a place, so that's fine. She's going on to do something. She's not doing maths. Yeah. How so, how, did you, how did you get on? Because you obviously, I mean, I don't know that you um, home ed. Um, and how did you get on? Because obviously, she had to take IGCSEs. No, no, no. Because you don't. Um, so we we because took the we took the approach. To take IGCSEs. Nah, nah. You don't. You don't have to. Um, it's it's really really common in, in the home ed community, but it's not a you must. Uh, hmm. There are. There, oh, no, I know mean, it's not a must, but it yeah. was obviously without our sixteen-year-old. It was sort of like um, they, they, they kind of led us that way and said, right, you know, sort of if you want to do them, then it's IGCSE only. No, you can't. You don't take a normal GCSE. No, that's that, that's that's not true. It's not true. There's mm -hmm. a quite a lot. Of, I would I would, I wouldn't say the same misinformation. I mean, it, my wife and I are both yeah. teachers, so we kind of yeah, we know the inside outs of kind of the exam mm -hmm. structures and things. Well, as much yeah. as anyone that's not an exams officer, yeah. we we took the approach of splitting. So neither of our two took their exams, all their exams in one go, like mm. the majority of young yeah, people. Yeah, no, ours didn't so, either. Yeah, because and and that way you can concentrate on something. You, you're not overloaded mm. with subjects. You can concentrate on something, do it quite a bit of without putting too much pressure on. Do the exams, whatever. Mm. So. Um, yes, exactly. I'm trying to remember what the grades we had. So my eldest did more GCSEs. She was quite keen. She, she's very academic, very, very driven to sort of learn and to do academic subjects. And like youngest isn't like that at all. Only interested in doing what is needed to be done that's necessary. So yeah, like English literature started it, decided after a while, nah, really <laughs> didn't like this. And I was like, you know what? I don't blame you because all these books, because I've I've read quite a lot of the books and um, yeah, we kind of, yeah, let's read the books to find out which ones you're going to want to do because there's a book and a play and a Shakespeare's and like yeah, read all the Shakespeare's, yeah. read all the books. It's like apart from the Sherlock Holmes sign of fall, um, yeah. apart from that one, which my youngest yeah, really enjoyed that because really, mm. yeah, she really enjoys kind of crime. Uh, mm. Yeah, she'll, yeah, like crime TV, yeah. particularly like the kind of Grantchester and Father Brown because she likes the vintage era. So she really likes kind of the vintage clothing, vintage design. She likes all that kind of sort of stuff. Yeah. So very much kind of, yeah, let's, let's, I, I enjoy reading that. Oh, all the rest, no, really not. So we're like, you know what? I'm not going to force you to do English literature because no. it's not important, but you must do English language and you must do maths and you must do at least one science. James so, is your yeah. smile. Sorry, I was yeah. reading the comments there. <laughs> You're allowed to so, smile. So, yeah, so so we did. Uh, so the English literature uh, got six in that, which mm. for those people who are not familiar with the new GCSE, obviously if you're yeah. in Spain, but for those in the UK who don't know the, the new numbering system, 
So uh, about six years ago, gr letter grades at GCSE got removed. So instead you of can A still star, do letter grades now though. We, with we, with GCSE, was, I think. yeah, yeah. Alex was offered either letters or numbers. But um, Ooh, with the IGCSE, um, the local college is actually um and ah as to whether they'll take them or not. Really? Yeah, that's why I was Ooh. asking. Yeah, Ooh. so he's done, he's done his maths and his English. He's done um, a speciality BTEC and he's done um, a BTEC level three in computer science, um, which is what he chooses to do. And uh, yeah, the uh, it went to the college to sign up, and they've sort of said, mm, "We're not sure whether they're going to take these IGCSEs now because there's something to do with Brexit." I was like, "What's Brexit got to do with an IGCSE?" Something to do with it, yeah. No, they're so. delivered by they're delivered by an yeah, presumably it was Edexcel or, or Cambridge. So it was Cambridge. It was Cambridge. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a British board. Yeah. The only difference from the GCSEs. There's some slight differences in the content because they don't have to fulfil the British national curriculum. No, but they're so close. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just that there are odd things missing. It's not they like are, it's yeah. major things missing. It's just there are odd yeah. little differences. Yeah, so I mean, uh, we, did, we did Cambridge with him, so he could take them wherever yeah. he was. Because, um, I know that Cambridge is the board that you use if you want that you can take most places in the world, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's really, that's the really odd. That, yeah, the thing that confuses me is because I'm up in Scotland. We did standard grades rather than GCSEs. Yeah, and when we did standard grades, it was numbers, but one was the highest you could get, and seven was a fail. <laughs> so I'm now seeing people posting these numbered things that they got for their GCSEs. The way going, around. That's the other way around. Oh, oh, that's not very good. Yeah. And then having to go, I know, no, it is. It's fine. They've done good. Um, because yeah, a, a one was what you aimed for. So <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it, the top is nine now. So yeah. the, the 2015 to 2017, the sort of exams changed in England and Wales to bring in let numbers instead of letters. So it used to be kind of A star to G and then a U if you didn't kind of pass at all to get anything. No. Uh, with C being classified as a pass. Uh, then they changed it mostly because there were too many people getting A stars. That was one of the major reasons for the change. So they wanted more discrimination at the top end. So a seven, it's not an exact science. And it took, it took a couple of years before actually even schools were getting the information from the government. Um, it, a, a six is a B. A seven is an A, an eight is an A star, but a, a nine is a top A star. Uh, and the nines are limited to four and a half to five percent of the cohort. So it's very much a, there's a there's a, a, a numerical cap on how many yeah. you can have. And then fours and fives were both passes. And initially it was kind of four is a low pass and five is a high pass and they're kind of changing that now to kind of try and make the high pass the kind of only pass mm. but it's like they're both sort of c's it'll change again in a few years time so well, exactly change yeah. every few years yeah. so I, I, I didn't even do gcse's i didn't do anything <laughs> i didn't do, i didn't do gcse's either no yeah no. O levels no well <laughs> 
No, I didn't do. I, I didn't. I didn't go to school. Cool. So is that why you've homeschooled? Um, sort of, sort of. We kind of recognised that one of ours was struggling at school, so we kind of went, okay, we'll you know pull him and sort of homeschool him, and he's done so much better, hasn't he? Yeah. And the others just followed. You know, what's the point in messing around doing the school run when you've got one at home and the other, you know, when you've only got one at school or whatever, as it yeah. was at the time? Ah, I'm not messing with that, with that. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just pull him out as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it was sort of like. So now Kevin's was, got four of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homeschool four. Um, but yeah, no, I was kind of on the um, unschool side of things. So obviously, you know, I mean, I know that you know, but not everybody knows. There are several different ways that you can mm. homeschool. And I was on the unschool side, so I was kind of just left to my own devices and I learned along the way of doing whatever I wanted to do. I just learned how to do. So everything I know is kind of self-taught, really. Cool. So, but yeah, yeah, so for, for the folks who don't know, that, yeah, there's the unschooled, which is the kind of, yeah, as you say, kind of just... <laughs> Okay, I'm interested in that. I'm going to go and learn that. I'm going to try. I, I, I'm interested in that. I want to learn about this. And you often yeah. find people uh, that's often uh, some folks when they do that will go quite broad and will cover so many different things, and yeah. they'll they'll maybe like go project wise and they'll mm. kind of dive into things. Whereas you find sometimes the folk get they get children particularly hyper fixated on perhaps one thing. Mm. Um, sometimes that's associated with uh, kind of ASD type things yeah. where kind of yeah. it's, it's actually easier for the, the young person to kind of focus on just one thing yeah. and they're not interested in other things and uh, which yeah can present difficulties but it yeah. often produces somebody who's very very focused on one thing and very very talented at one thing yes. um, that is why and, we had to pull our oldest one out, well, not the oldest, second oldest out one out um, originally because he was struggling with the social aspect of um, Asperger's. So he's sort of like, we obviously he was struggling to do a lot of things. So I was like, yeah, yeah. well, we could do it at home. Let's let's do it at home. You yeah. know, I I was kind of, we've always, I've done semi-structured. Um, so we kind of have weeks where we just kind of like, just, 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 we can just wander around the woods and we can do and learn that way. And then we have weeks where we're just, you know, sat in front of books and were reading and doing stuff like that. So, but my my mine was just kind of like just just go do what you want, just stay out my way, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but yeah, as long but as you that, don't hurt anybody, that's it. Job yeah. But that will teach you skills that like I yeah. never got yeah. in school, like the ability yeah. to actually decide what I was going to do and go and do it. Like, well, I don't know. I've got but... ADHD. I've got a five second memory. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for me. For me, I was in a very strict school and it was prescribed from the minute I arrived to the minute I left what I was doing in what way and everything. Yeah. And actually what I then took into life was, oh, if nobody's telling me what to do, what what, what do I do? And yeah. actually it took me a while to get the ability to self-start. Yeah. And I guess homeschool if it's semi-structured or whatever will give you more of that probably yeah it just kind of it, it enables the kids to think for themselves as well you know yeah i've got this time this is my play time free time whatever you want um we have between sort of like um you know after lunch up until about half past two and they kind of go this is your free time do, do what you like 
you know, and I've got one we've been building Warhammer models today. Um, we've got a, <laughs> another one that wants to get paints out and do something else. And then you've got one that wants to sort of like play in water trays because he's, I mean, he's only five, you know, so he wants to play water trays with water beads and stuff like that and pour water everywhere in the garden. It's like, oh, great time. Good to be like, yeah. you know. Yeah, we took we took a fairly sort of semi-structured approach. I mean, yeah, both parents are teachers. It was, it was inevitable there was going to be an element of kind of mm -hmm. structure to it. Uh, yeah. My wife predominantly did the sort of primary and early secondary. Um, Sorry, I love comment. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, yeah, we, we found it. We, we took kind of approaches... That were kind of right okay we're going to spend a lot of time looking at nature for example mm. but yeah particularly in the they're, they're much younger we live in the countryside well village but yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's, we it's do too, countryside so. within yeah a few minutes walk and so there's a lot of opportunities with a big garden lots of opportunities but, you know also looking at the kind of yeah, the arts behind it the literature behind it um the poetry sort of the tv yeah. the art you know drawing. i don't know about poetry <laughs> Definitely not in this house. <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> yeah. well, Moise was very keen that they kind of get exposure to as many different forms yeah. of culture as possible. Well, um, I, I, so I would try that, but they kind of go, nope. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, I'm not bothering that then. <laughs> well, we got, we gave them the exposure and, and yeah, things they've kind of, yeah, some things they've carried on, some things they haven't. Yeah, we kind yeah. of, up to a certain age, yeah. they were told, right, you are going to learn to swim. Yeah, um, that's because we yeah. think it's a life skill. Um, yeah, not, yeah, we took they had lessons for that because yeah, we, yeah. we didn't feel able to kind of teach them how to swim. Yeah, but much better to kind I of pace them to do that. I taught the first two how to swim, um, but not the last three. <laughs> <laughs> the last three are no, definitely not. <laughs> but, but yeah, we the then we then we then kind of and things like yeah, right, okay, you you're going to learn to play piano and you're you're going to practice every day and we got it got to a certain age and like right okay you now know how to play piano if you want to play from now on you you can but we're not going to force you to, you, know, you to play yeah up to a certain point we said right you're going to learn how to read music you're going to learn mm. how to play piano uh, yeah so both, they both did ukulele as well and one did a guitar and mm. it's like okay it's a it's, it's a life skill that they've got yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, they didn't do enough. They they didn't have that kind of, oh, you're really good at piano or whatever. You're going to be a, the next concert pianist who's going to wow everyone the world. You know, yeah. they didn't have that talent or that the desire to be like that. No. So it's like, okay, you're going to learn. You're going to do a certain amount of practice every day, but that's it. And then other things, yeah, you know, much more flexible. Particularly when I came to the exams, you're know, like, yeah, say, okay, right, you don't do English literature. You know what? You don't need English literature. Yeah, you are well read. They're, they're both you know, vivacious readers, so it's like you you, you read well. You, you're both able to read well above your kind of age, you know, your biological age. Yeah. Um, so you don't you don't you don't English literature. No, I'm not going to force you to study Macbeth and no, um, mice and men. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Or well, some of the oh, Inspector Calls is horrible. <laughs> and but this is it. Some of those books are absolutely rotten. And I start, I tried reading some of the the uh, yeah. I what they were now. The, the <laughs> books the books they had to read. Uh, yeah. there was one about it was about cloning. And it was literally about this following this person. I got I got about You're a third right, of the way in. I couldn't reading. finish it. And it was just like it was horrible. 
and it's yes. not they're not well written some of the, these things are not well written but yeah I, i'm sure that any english literature teacher is going to go oh, oh they're very well written. it's like well no give me give me hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy I, I can read that again and again and again every time i read it there's something new and i've read it yeah, yeah 50 70 times but why, why don't they so, make books like more interesting i mean i know at one point there were um and are as to whether to put um harry potter's the harry potter books into the sort of um the in, the literature yeah. the english literature you, how many more kids would enjoy and get so much more benefit yeah. out of books like that or similar to that you know not necessarily that kind of thing but you know it's sort of like it, it immerses them into a world of imagination you know where are kids imaginations yeah you know it really does need to sort of come back but you know they didn't but the benefit benefit <laughs> homeschooling you don't they need didn't. to do that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah home education you can choose not to do it you can choose to you know yeah. i mean i i read the harry potter books all all of them to the mm. kids did all yeah. the voices. It's like when you're yeah. not very well, you got you're right, you've got to do we've got to do half a chapter, and you're like, oh, So my my daughter is incredibly specific about who is allowed to read what books. And uh-huh. when we pressed her on this, the answer was daddy doesn't do the voices right. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we guess to the voices, I'm currently educating her in the world of Asterix and Obelix. We've done Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, that, that's kind of my realm. And Emma's there reading her all the Roald Dahl books and the, you know, the proper books. But yeah, yeah, I don't, really I don't like do the voices read. right. I'm currently going through the famous five with the five and the eight-year-old. Um, we're currently reading through those. I think we're on about book five or six at the moment. Um, but yeah, they, they, they say to him, "You don't read it right." <laughs> There's no voice. You don't read it right. And then Alex, um, our sixteen-year-old, he reads really, really well, and he does the voices. But they say they're not the right voices because <laughs> obviously his voices are different to mine. So. But yeah, this is it. Whoever starts out, they're the right voices. Yeah, if you that's don't start it, yeah. It out, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah, so it's your job. <laughs> it's always my job <laughs> to read something like that. So, yeah, but I, I enjoy reading to them. Yeah, you get the reading, I get the washing up. Yep, that's the one. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see, our, our household policy is whoever cooks doesn't wash up. Yep, that's us. So I cook, he doesn't wash up. Wash he doesn't wash up even. <laughs> yeah. um, that yeah. sort of works until I cook. Yeah, but uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah, but normally, <laughs> normally, if you're cooking, it's because I've got another a different nasty job to do. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, Emma gets the blunt end of it with us because Emma cooks very efficiently. Everything's yeah. kind of the minimum number of things possible, whereas I chef, as she puts <laughs> it. So there's like a knife for every different thing, and there's stacks of chopping boards and. <laughs> So she ends up with a mountain of washing up, and every time I do it, there's like two pans and a chopping board, and that's it. So can't complain. Yeah. It's, a lot, it's a lot easier on days when it's kind of like, yeah, we're having salad with something. It's just like, yeah, okay, that's salad. a lot of stuff to wash up. <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. chicken salad, isn't it? It's like, yeah. that's a 20 minute meal, done, especially when there's eight of us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's the it's the bolognese that's in the freezer from last time we cooked it, which means <laughs> there is <laughs> just spaghetti. That's it. Done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's even better. That is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, yeah. So going back, just going back to the exam. So we, we opted for regular GCSEs rather than IGCSEs. We didn't have a choice. We had to do IGCSEs. Interesting. Was that yeah, determined they, by the sort of the exam centres you were going to? Yeah. Yeah, it was Macclesfield okay. Toro College. And when we sort of oh. spoke to them about it, which way to go, they said you can only do IGCSEs. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because we did regular. Because that, yeah. You know, there are certain That's GCSEs right. that cannot, if you're a private candidate, because home education is private, you pay for your own. Yeah. Um, there are certain exams that you, you certain subjects for regular GCSEs you cannot do as a private candidate. So, uh, music, design technology, art, PE. Um, there's a couple of others as well. But all you can do you know, all the English, the, the maths, the science, history, geography um, now because there's the coursework elements. Although there's still kind of things like there's in science, there's uh, a, a practical aspect to it. And students yeah. are expected to have done, there's an, there's an endorsement. Uh, same day level there's a kind of endorsement that you've done the practical work there's no examination on the having done it it's 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 delivered within the exams so it doesn't actually matter if you haven't done the experiment but you know how it works you can still answer the exams all yeah. that misses out is on the final sort of certificate there's no tick in the box that says practical endorsement mm. so if they're not planning to go to kind of a, a, a sciencey career that, that's not a big deal yeah um so we i mean i'm I mean, we were lucky in a way. I'd already, before I finished work, I'd already kind of been um, easing the way the school I was at to the, the, with the exams officer, sort of saying, thought it was going to be coming up through in a few years' time. We home educate. Yeah, can we do exams here? And it's like, well, we don't normally do private candidates, but yeah, yeah we can sort something out. Mm. Yeah, because I was, I was also helpful to sort of sort and, yeah, Made life yeah. easy for, as a head of department. I made life easy for the exams officer. And when you do that, you can kind of pull some favours. And yeah. then my wife went to work at the same school after I had to give up work. And it was yeah. like, yeah. And so, so we were able to get both through a school that doesn't really take private candidates. So we were able yeah. to just do the same courses that they were doing, but obviously yeah. not the ones that, you know, are like private candidates. So yeah. work for us. And it is possible. Do you yeah. reckon that after the whole pandemic, everybody ended up doing a certain amount from home and all of that? that no, no. You see, the thing is that that was not homeschool. That no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying it was. It was. My question was more. Like. No, no, no. Um, my question was more. Do you think there will start to be more things offered online? Where like so in a corporate world, like everybody suddenly realised that actually you can't have meetings online. We don't all have to go to the office and all of that. I think is the same likely to happen with education going forward? Do you well, it has. It has. The, the, the number of people now. I'm allowed, I I know tutor. Yeah, that's I'm a, yeah. I'm a, that's my job now. I'm a tutor. I'm not I'm not an educator anymore. Um, so I'm a, I'm a professional tutor, yeah. and I've got at the moment I've got uh, three clients. And one I see face to face because they are literally around the corner, yeah. And it's quicker to actually walk around there than to turn the computer on and set it all up with you know, cameras and, <laughs> and whatever. Um, and the other two, I tutor online, yeah. And so there's there's a huge amount of tutoring online. There, there are, is. I mean, one of the courses, the the last course that my um, youngest passed was um, 
it's through a, an example called NCFE, which is the is the northern. It's one of the northern boards mm. that's still kind of going because there used to be lots of exam boards. Pretty much every region of the country had its own exam board. There were several in London. There was a Midlands one. There was Wales. Wales still still going. Yeah, and there were a bunch of them, and a lot of them got amalgamated, uh, particularly to form AQA which is the one that's kind of been on strike and has had quite a few issues with exam papers and things and wrong information. So they, um, the NCFE, through various other organisations, will provide a kind of examination and qualification that is recognised by kind of Ofqual and JCQ, which is kind of government quangos that basically say, yes, this is a valid qualification. Yeah. Um, so she did a, a level two functional skills ICT course. So it's equivalent to a GCSE, uh, but it's only on a pass or fail. So there's no grades. Yeah. So yeah. if you pass it, it's, it's the equivalent small. of a C grade. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and and effectively, it was a, the same as a European computer driving license course. Yeah. As far as I could tell, there was no difference between that and the ECDL. But it's a yeah. level two qualification. So it's equivalent to a GCSE grade C yeah. uh, or, or uh, level five, uh, as it is now. And so there's there's various organizations around the country that offer those courses for all age groups, not just for young people. Yeah. Um, the one we did it through. I mean, it's, again, it's not cheap, but we wanted to have a, a, a we wanted to have six GCSEs kind of minimum. Mm. Um so to kind of get the, that sixth one, originally she started doing a, a design technology course. Right. Again, not one you can normally do as GCSE. There was a company that was doing it, again, qualifying through NCFE. Mm. And it was going quite well. She made some real, it was a lot of making. There was, yeah, we, we made a little theater set, um, kind of like a phone call that's kind of, yeah, had to be kind of a room. And she made various models. Uh, she made a model of the, the, uh, the Whomping Willow from Harry Potter. Without all the leaves, it was like in winter. Really cool. yeah. um, made a well, tar- tardis. It was great. She made a yeah. she made a chair out of cardboard, a stool. I mean, if we yeah. got in the hall. We used it as a little yeah, little side table in the hall. Uh, yeah. Not strong enough. Being cardboard, it's not quite strong enough. And yeah, uh, Donna, design it. I think. Donna from Donna Love Angel. She makes things out of cardboard. It's pretty cool. It's a great material. I mean, yeah, it's one of the first things in in Adam Savage's book. Which is up there somewhere. Adam Savage's book. One of the things it says. Actually, it's on that shelf. It's cheap, it's cheap, it's, it's easy to work with. All you need is a sharp knife yeah. and some form of glue, and you can yeah. do some amazing things with it. Yeah. I've seen people, I've seen people make actual working furniture out of cardboard. Cool. So sofas you can sit I've on. I've always done um, some kind of uh, cardboard structure and paper mache with the kids. I think I did a crocodile coming out the the the, the kitchen floor once. Yeah. But that was a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we did this. We did this course, and it was going quite well. But there was there was this. We got to a point where it was a case of right. You had to do this preparation bit first, which you had which had to be marked. And then it was kind of yeah. Once that was been marked, you used that information to then plan the next bit, which was going to be a quite a big chunk. And there was quite yeah. a tight deadline. And we submitted it. Um, I think we we were told it was. Yeah, it was due on say the yeah the, the fifth of whatever month, hmm. and we submitted it on the fifth, but it's like seventeen seventeen minutes past five on the fifth. Yeah. 
And then we had nothing back. We had no reply within, you're supposed to get like a reply within a week or sort of 10 days. We didn't reply and then kind of, then I kind of sort of, I sort of got reached out and said, you know, we haven't had anything back and we need to know how for this next bit, because this is a really short term, it's one of the short term bits. And I was like, oh, it was submitted late. Huh? Do you want the, the, the yeah. date? I said, yeah, but the closing time is five o'clock. Well, you didn't tell us that. <laughs> 17 minutes past. It, it's just like, um, we, we got a bit kind of, bit put out by that yeah and we were yeah. paying for this it was, yeah, it wasn't it was i mean it wasn't stupidly expensive because it was a it was a fairly new course but it was just like it was like hang on you can't do that with young people you're saying you've put a lot of work into it and mm. you're saying that because it's 70 it's not university yeah universities yeah. now yeah they'll say yeah look deadline is five o'clock yeah you've got to submit something by yeah. five o'clock and it's going to be time stamped if it if it, you pan it into the office there literally will be somebody stamping it with a time if you, but you're going to be mostly submitting it electronically. We can see what time it's handed. And the deadline is because it's going to be computer marked, whatever, five o'clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not. It's like, it's just like, it's due on this day. It's like, well, yeah. you can do up to midnight then, really. It's due on yeah. the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if it's, if it's due by five o'clock, certainly in the work world for me, anything that I'm told is due by five o'clock is because they want it for nine o'clock the following morning. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. doing yeah. anything with it at five o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deadlines are always 9 a.m. the day after. If it's closer business, as long as it's fine with writing reports. Right. We have we have somebody who said right, there's deadline for writing reports is 4 30. Needs to go home at four. <laughs> I said, well, I know they're not working on it until nine o'clock the next morning. So yeah. yeah, I should tell my sort of yeah, my, my team, yeah, if, that as long as it's done by nine o'clock the next morning, you're not gonna get into trouble. But I can't help you if it's not done by nine o'clock, you are getting into trouble because it's gone beyond. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we got we got annoyed with that, and we kind of went, and she got a bit upset by kind of you know that lack of thinking about people. Yeah. Um. It's... So we're like, no, stuff it. So we ended up going for the ICT instead. Um, yeah. Which took a lot of that pressure off. It was it was she found it a doddle because she's been using computers for a long time anyway. You had to learn some specific things. The hardest thing was working out all the bits with the exam because you had to have multiple cameras you have to have like a phone and something else as well as the laptop to yeah. make sure there was nobody else in the room and you weren't cheating or looking yeah. up or anything like that yeah it was kind of you know, the anti-plagiarism software had to be installed on everything and it was oh really God. sort of tight it was it was quite complex and the instructions weren't 100 percent clear <laughs> uh, i was like uh, yeah yeah it's uh hmm. But it's all good. So yeah, if anyone if anyone wants the home education, then yeah, reach out to me or to cousin Phil, and I'm sure we can help you in the right direction. Not me, I just wing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the best thing to hear because we've talked about it as a potential option, not for primary school, but further down the line, we it may be something we look to do to fit in. And what I want to hear is that people are winging it and it's still yeah, free. That, that's, that's all the reassurance I need. <laughs> What's interesting here is that after what came out, one of the things that came out of the pandemic, there were a few things that came out of the pandemic that A, yes, you could actually deliver, more people could deliver things electronically mm. um, and schools could do that. So particularly if yeah. you have kids that are away long term because of you know, mm. an injury or an illness. Mm. Um, but you could also, what also came out of it, a significant number of people went, oh, my kid's suddenly a lot happier. 
I wonder if that's because they're not having their head flushed down the toilet every other <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Maybe we'll keep them home. Out to do that by that time. Yeah. And I'm not being funny, right? But when you get up in the morning, right, and you sort of like, you get, mm, I don't fancy eggs for breakfast. I fancy a bacon sandwich, you know, or mm. I fancy cereals or fancy toast, you know. But that's not what's in front of you. You go, mm, no, nah, I'm not feeling it today, you know. It's yeah. the same with kids when you go to school and you put them, you know, put, 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 like English or maths or whatever that specific time, and they're just not feeling it, they're not going to do it. We take to you know, that there's quite a lot of neuroscience now, actual proper neuroscience with research, not just kind yeah. of anecdotal stuff that says, yeah, actually, for teenagers, particularly up the, up the higher age for teenage, shouldn't be starting school at eight o'clock no. or eight thirty, nine o'clock. No. They should be starting school at maybe 10 30, 11 o'clock. But it's about what Alex does, wasn't it? It was, yeah. he was, yeah, sort of te- in between ten and eleven. You know, yeah. he sort of is is ambles down the stairs, grabs a coffee, and then says, "I'll get started now." Yeah, and off he goes <laughs> onto. But he's done his B Tech, and all his B Tech's been online. <coughs> so he's just sort of, yeah, off he goes. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. The, the number of less, the number of sort of yeah, bits of school work done in pajamas in our house. You're looking for my kids' address. Yeah. <laughs> Already wrapping up. It's <laughs> chasing around when people are coming. It's like, come here, put your hands on. <laughs> 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 the youngest won't put nothing on, will he? Absolutely yeah. nothing. And the others are all just like, I've got nothing in under this dressing gown, but you can't see it, so it's fine. <laughs> so, you're right. You've got to get dressed if you go to the dentist, though. <laughs> or doctors or wherever else they're going. They know they have to get dressed. Or I have to say to them, you know, I've got there's somebody coming tomorrow or whatever. You need to be dressed. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Visitors from the local authority. Yeah. <laughs> Which we all said, no, you're not coming. But... Yeah. They say it's just sort of. Oh. Hard to dressed. <laughs> you're running around with boxer shorts trying to put them on. It is what it is. They get the schoolwork done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For anyone that's thinking about home education, I would say absolutely go for it. You get people sort of saying, but I can't do it. I'm not a teacher. I haven't got qualifications. It's like, no, you don't need them. If you can can read and you're you're prepared to help your children learn, then, yeah, you can can do it. If you're... If you're um if you're kind of open to trying different things your kids are going to try different things yeah there's lots of this though that you know uh, uh, as as their their educator you have learned so much um about them on the way and with the subjects that they've decided to take as well you learn with them you know what i mean is you know and it's actually great for the kids to see that you are learning with them as well as you know instead of just going well that person knows everything they're going to tell me it you know it's like well no actually we don't know this i don't know the answer to your question but guess what we've got google let's Mm. google it you know and it's kind of it, it sparks that researcher brain for them doesn't it yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out. Yeah, let's we're find gonna, out. Gonna, it's all, it's all about the fun of it, isn't it? And you know, yeah. quite often they sat at the table, and one's got an iPad, and one's got the iPad. They've got, I found the answer, you know. And it's like, oh, let's have a look then. <laughs> and it's just sort of, you know, it just it just does. It just sparks them, and they're just having great fun, even though, you know, you think schoolwork, and they're not supposed to be having fun. They are just having great fun. Just sort of, you know, I found it first, and it's like, yeah, but I've got this bit in mind, and you know. 
you know, let's read it out then. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, yeah. having, having worked across kind of multi-phases, I mean, I've, I've taught from kind of year four, um, which I think would be the equivalent of year th grade three in the States, I think. I think they kind of, they're one down compared to us. Um, uh, up to up to kind of sort of sixth form. And the majority of my time has been in secondary, which is kind of, you know, seven to 18 age. Mm. Uh, but I have worked below that. And it, it's, it's interesting sort of seeing actually how pre-secondary school, they're so much more enthusiastic. They're so much more interested in, they get so many more different yeah. things. And then they arrive at secondary school, and it, it, you almost see the kind of learning just pushed out of them as they're kind of forced to join. Sort of Into things. peer pressure. Well, there's the, there's the whole kind of peer pressure thing, and then you get also the whole the hormones kick in at kind of you know, somewhere between kind of sort of twelve and fifteen, um, <laughs> yeah. and then there's kind of yeah just the the constriction of the the the, the curriculum. Yeah, yeah you have to you, do things. You've got, like, you've got a you, lot of time. Yeah, um, and it's, and it's got time and. You've got a lot of time to learn that. And then the thing is, if they are into that and you kind of can't then veer off and learn and find out other things about whatever yep. subject that you've got there, you kind and of go, right, force you to do <laughs> languages or English literature or, mm. yeah, different schools will have kind of, yeah, everyone must do history or geography. Everyone must do, yeah, and uh, it's, it's kind of, as, a, as a teacher, something, it's, it's heartbreaking to see it. Yeah. But then yeah, as, as a teacher, you, you're in the system. You, you don't create the system as yeah. such. It's, you can't change it. It's yeah, just, it, it's, it comes from on high. I mean, there's some of the stuff that government push out to schools. Yeah, it's I know. just like, it's why? What? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you could I mean, remove the bit about to schools there, but we'll, we'll not go into politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking specifically you're supposed what? to know what they're... It's like when you get the physics national curriculum when that was issued in 2013 hmm. contained multiple mistakes in the physics mm. yeah so things like yeah the, the the kinetic energy equation and yeah kinetic energy is half mv squared yeah yeah i can't remember the exact mistake now but it was missing like the half or the squared <laughs> yeah they, they was, they was gonna, they were, it was just completely and utterly this is not correct science it's like and that was like after the this wasn't even like the first draft this was like yeah second or third draft it's like our, our, our older two have not really been into the sciences, not really sort of bothered about it, apart from computer science, but, you know, sort of the actual sciences, physics and biology and, you know, chemistry. They've never really been into it. But then I've got the younger two now that are like, oh, we want science. So at the moment we're learning about um, forces and motion you know, and the science behind that. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of, like, really weird. I've had the, the older two that are just like, eh, and then these two that are like, yay, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to learn something new. <laughs> yeah, different, different people have... Um, yeah. yeah. Different people have different... They do. I they think do. people they do have different talents for things. I think anyone can learn anything, but I think yeah. some people can learn things so much quicker and easier. Yeah, yeah it's like my, my eldest is a natural linguist. My wife is a linguist. So she, I, yeah. I, yeah, my eldest clearly got the linguist genes from her and not mine because yeah. I'm not good with languages. No, me either. But a 12-year-old is, isn't he? And I don't know where yeah. he's <laughs> so, so my eldest my eldest is, yeah, I mean, at one point when she was homeschooling, I mean, she still does to a certain extent, 
I mm. think she had on because she was using Duolingo a lot. Yes, we ten. I think she had ten different languages on a go. Wow! At one point, <laughs> and it's like, and yeah, it was like, yeah, there was, there was Russian and yeah, French and German naturally. It's mm. Spanish. I can't remember if Spanish was one, but it was, yeah, was it was obscure ones. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yes, there was there was Welsh. I mean, because there's Welsh heritage. One of ours um, was learning. Um... Oh, Gaelic. Yeah, Gaelic. Irish Gaelic was was done for yeah. a bit. I think it was Irish um, Gaelic rather than Scottish Gaelic. Sorry, sorry, Neil. No, in, um, in a Scottish Gaelic that he was doing. Uh, there was Russian. I think there was something. Yeah. There was there was several Eastern Japanese European languages. Japanese has been a popular one though, hasn't it as well? Ooh. Mandarin. I don't think she did Japanese. No. But it might. No. She might have been doing something like Urdu. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just obscure kind of languages. <laughs> yeah. I think he's. I have trouble speaking in English. <laughs> yeah. I've got one so, that speaks fluent flipping German. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know some of the words, that, but not, not all of it. I'll give you an idea how bad it is. We went to the dentist the other day and he greeted the dentist in German. <laughs> it was nice, though, because she greeted him back in German. Ah, oh, lovely. So that was we're finding that that's quite a good thing as well, especially with it being German and a kind of a common language that you know kids learn at school anyway. But yeah, where we're going, he's kind of like talking to people in German. There's been quite a few people talk back to him, and he's kind of like, "Oh, I like this." <laughs> so because we're all like, "What?" <laughs> so my <laughs> wife was my wife was brought up in Portugal until she was like fifteen, sixteen. So she mm. speaks fluent Portuguese. Yeah. And she's been taught teaching Daria a certain yeah. amount. And it's got yeah. to that embarrassing bit where Daria has overtaken my knowledge. So they can have, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so they can have mother-daughter chats and I won't be any the wiser. Um, <laughs> part of me goes, maybe it's safer that way. Maybe I just don't learn anymore. And I, 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 <laughs> my, mine was sign language. So I can I can mm. sign and I've taught the kids to sign from being babies. So they've always been able to sign before they could talk, they could sign. Yeah. Because it was just easier for them to do that. Um, but nah, none of them are interested in that. <laughs> it's like ah, the one that I can teach you, I can't <laughs> God, you're not interested in. But, uh, but but at some point they might. At some point they might come back to it and go, Oh yeah, we, we did yeah. I remember doing a little bit of sign and then mum can do it and let yeah, I want to do yeah. that. Just because you never know who yeah, who they may meet along at some way. point along the mm. way. And they kind of I, I think one of the things about I think it's the difference between kind of having an education and getting some qualifications is yeah. is not necessarily knowing everything. And yeah. I think often when people get a qualification, they, they learn enough for the exam and then they forget it. And they've lost it. Yes, but I think I think the key thing with the kind of an education is where you kind of go, ah, I know there's, there's there is this thing, and that you you I kind like of expose to lots of different ideas, and you can kind of connect things more, and you kind of know, okay, I can I can I don't know this, but I know there is this thing. Yeah, and I think that's that that's missing from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I I, I hear it sometimes on, I I, I mostly listen to maker podcasts. Mm. I, I do listen to a mixture of podcasts, but a lot of maker podcasts. And sometimes I hear people sort of saying things. I mean, often I hear people saying things about science, and I kind of go, "Ah, no, yeah, no, yeah." But like on maker podcasts, sometimes you hear people sort of say they, they might be maybe a specialist in something. Let, mm. Let's say wood, 
yeah, they, they, they put on the woodworker, they make furniture, and that's all they do. And you kind of hear them talking about something, and it's clearly they haven't got a clue that this other thing exists here. That, yeah. yeah, they might know that, yeah, yeah, you can do stuff with metal, and there's this thing called a welder, but they, they're kind of like, you kind of think, you're missing a massive connection here. Yeah. And you kind of want to sort of shout down the kind of the, the internet waves and kind of go, oi. You can do this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or what you've just said is completely, utterly wrong. And yeah. not kind of in that trollish way. It's just like, no, it, 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 it's wrong. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, you can try it and it might work. No, no, that, that does, just doesn't, it, it doesn't compute. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, we probably should talk about. Probably should talk about. We, if you haven't guessed already, we don't tend to do introductions. Um, we had noticed. It's, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, great opportunity to do. I I have to admit, I I made a complete assumption, and of course, if you assume something, it makes an ass out of you and me. Um, and I made a terrible assumption. Because you're spirit and bear, I had assumed that Kez, you were spirit, and Phil, because of his size, was bear. <laughs> but then, yeah, doing my research for the podcast, I kind of perused uh, your website and found it's actually the other way around. Yep, it, it is. is. And the reason for that is because um, we had, obviously, we spoke earlier about the computer shop we used to have. Um, now, what we used to do was we had um, a small community within that shop that was online gaming. And um, we used to all actually play COD 4. So he, he was Spirit and I was Bear, um, and they were our online aliases um, all them years ago playing COD 4. So we used to play the COD Leagues. So before esports was a thing that it is now, we used to pay way back when for money and stuff. So and yeah, he was spirit and I was bear, and it just we just just followed it, just kept it going. We've still got people now in real life that we know personally that still call us spirit and bear mm. instead of Kaz and Phil. But uh, yeah, but was there a particular reason for picking those names when you were playing COD Four? No, it was just what I wrote in the thing at the time. It was like, I was, what are you going to call your character? Bear? I was going to say, Andy, you can't, you can't ask people to justify online gamer names. I've never played an online game. No. The closest I've come to an online game, I don't even know if it's still going. Uh, there was a, oh, this must have been around sort of early 2000s. There was a, uh, a kind of world thing called Second Life. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. kind of, my avatar, I, I can't even remember what my avatar was called now. My avatar, if it's still going, my avatar is probably still stuck there. I don't know if they delete them <laughs> after a certain amount of time. <laughs> I was just like... The, it's got it was, more it, hair and less grey. Yeah, it was... It was, <laughs> it was It was. put out. It, I kind of sort of joined it because it was kind of put out. There were some people decided it would be a really good idea. Uh, there's a guy it's in the Institute <laughs> of Physics Sorry. who um, he just he just kind of thought, well, right, this is going to be a great place to bring physics teachers where we can do the professional development in this this world. We can alter because you could alter kind of you could have little environments where you could alter kind of you know, the physics of the environment. So you could turn gravity off or you could turn friction off, whatever, and you could do experiments, you could set things up. 
and it was going to be this great place to kind of do sort of science education for, for the educators and therefore potentially actually kids. Mm. And it never really came to anything. So no. I sort of spent about three or four weeks kind of, you know, sort of finding my way around this, sort of, you know, building my character avatar up and sort of finding my way around. You building a character, don't you, and doing anything. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I was exploring around. Eventually I kind of just, just left it standing in this kind of somewhere. I don't, I can't remember where it was now. It was, it was just, just left standing. It was just like logged off and never logged on again. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if it's still going. Uh, <laughs> um, that's the so closest I've, I've ever got to online gaming. No. Um, you see, when we were just playing COD 4, you just kind of, you don't have a choice. You just kind of chucked out with a gun. You just pick your gun and that's it. Off you go. <laughs> you pick whether you're a sniper or a runner or a heavy gunner, whatever you're doing. That's about it. But yeah, we had a full team together. I was actually captain. So. Mm. Long time ago that was, wasn't it? Uh, Just a bit. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, you know, going maybe a bit more. Yeah, quite a few years ago. But uh, yeah, that's where that came from. Mm. A blast from the past, isn't it? There is still a few YouTube videos of us around. Yeah, there is some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. I think there's probably about fifteen or twenty YouTube videos up there somewhere. Mm. Ah, well, you have to send right. us links so we can get everyone to watch them. No. <laughs> I'm not that excited. Challenge for everybody currently in the comments. Go find one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go find Spirit and Bear. Cod Leagues. See, I remember at uni, we we all lived in Hull's residence, but it was just a standard block of flats. So there was three of us, three groups of us on the same floor and running original xboxes playing halo and running network cables to basically lab party but between yeah. the flats yeah. so like down the corridor and taping them down over the top of the stairs so we didn't get in trouble and yeah um yeah long cables all the way around the place and yes we used to good. rent a hall in a little village and do um a, a, a land meet didn't we yeah just do a land party once a month yeah, down there. yeah. and that was that was consisted of like Taping down, <laughs> taping down the wires and supplies so of people that trip over them. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm not going to say anything at this stage. We didn't know anything like that when I was at university. <laughs> we did oh, have computers. No, university. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We did have compute. We did have computers, but I think yeah, it was like everything was running on Unix and yeah, it was all terminals and kind of yeah, there was no PCs. Did. I think my final year, somebody actually had a PC with Windows 3 on it. PC 1. <laughs> yeah. I had I, I bought a PC in my third year of university. Mm. Um, that was running DOS. Yeah. I never actually touched a computer and <laughs> a PC until I was 18. Never had access to a PC until I was 18. And... I was with you, weren't I? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was downloading something. And um, I, I remember he was like, yeah, when the download's finished, can you just X the download out, you know, and get rid of it? I was like, okay, then no problem. So he rings me up part way through the day. As we, as we download, Don, I, I, I goes upstairs and I was like, um, what do I press? He's like, just press the mouse button on there. I was like, okay, I'll press the mouse button on there. I was like, no, it's not quite done. Yeah. And then I, I, as I went to move the mouse, I pressed the button. And all it done is minimised in the tray, but I was like, I've lost it, I've lost it, I've lost it, I've lost it, download. <laughs> he was like, he was in stitches. 
<laughs> oh, she done has minimized it. Yeah, I didn't realize that because I've never used one before. Never used one. <laughs> I've lost it. <laughs> we we started out with an Amiga five hundred as a family yeah. computer. That was that was good. The entire operating system was just enough to show an animation of a disc going in. And that was all it did. It was just <laughs> yeah. tell, told you to put a disc in because it couldn't yeah. do anything before that. But yeah. yes. Uh, the first time I ever used a Mac, uh, I was it was my my teaching pla- my teaching placement uh, when I was training to do, be a teacher, and they had a, a in the back room of one of the, the physics labs. They had a, a, a Mac, and yeah. I was like, I, there was I, I had a project where I was going to be looking at the use of uh, yes, do numerous projects, and I had chosen one looking at using uh, CD-ROM encyclopedias. To see if they would help enhance students' education. Yeah. And I was just going to compare boys versus girls. So it was like, oh, yeah, going to this new advance, this CD technology. And uh, I, I put this, I put this disc in to look at it and kind of yeah, try things out. It's like, I can't. There's no button to get the disc out. How do I get the disc out? It's like. <laughs> I thought I'd broken it. I couldn't get it. I was like, yeah, do I wedge this out? I had absolutely no idea that you had to drag the sort of the disc on the, the desktop to the bin. And if you did that, it would, it would eject it. I had absolutely no idea that that was, yeah, that seems like totally, like, if I drag it to the bin, it's going to delete it all. That was my kind of, yeah, my experience of working with Windows, mach- or not Windows machines, but yeah, yeah well, yeah, Windows 3 and, and, and MS-DOS type things. Yeah, you get you, the the trash bin, you want to stay away from that. But no, no, it's like, yeah, drag it to there and bing. It was like, I had to get the technician to come and help show me. It was like, and they went, yeah, yeah, you just do that. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Donna's in the chat and she's just saying about the Commodore 64. I did actually have a Commodore 64, but how long did you wait for those tapes to load? They were like forever. <laughs> and, then, and then if your tape had got fingerprints on it and it wouldn't load after you sat there for 20 minutes, you're like, no! <laughs> Terrible, terrible. I had the ZX81. Somebody nudged the table while everything mm. was loaded, and you know, one of the cables would just shift slightly, and it's just like, yeah, back to square one. Yeah, yeah. that was, yeah. Oh. yeah I've, I've got a, an old BBC micro in my parents' loft that, yeah, I, in fairness, I got when I was a teenager, and it was old technology when I got it, so I can't claim to have had this from original or anything which doesn't work at the minute but i'm trying to work out how to essentially replace the internals with a raspberry pi but i want to keep the current keyboard i don't want to be swapping it out i want yeah i want that clickety clack bbc micro yeah kind of thing and then jamie and i were talking the other week about how to do a curved crt monitor but not actually crt do sorry but keep that kind of curved front feel yeah so, yeah, because be you, you, you can buy the monitors now, but the curved inwards is that a dome, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So what I want to do is take like an old chassis and put put an LCD in it or something, but with the curved, keep that curved front glass. But I'm not quite sure. I'll end up with that sort of double glass, and it might go a bit weird. So I need to work that out. It's a winter project. 
Yeah. We used to, yeah. when, we, when we had the computer shop, we used to um, run a recycling side. So we used mm. to collect all the big, like the old, and how many schools do we collect like BBC stuff from? There was hundreds and hundreds of schools that we used to collect, uh, the, the old CRT monitors and stuff like that. We got rid of all those, recycled so many of those. Mm. The cubic, right, the, the monitors for the BBCs, the, the, the kind of su yeah. the supply. Square. It was yeah, like a perfect square. cube. Yeah, they were. I always wanted one of those. I mean, I wanted, I loved, would have loved, I had the Electron. Yeah, uh, what were the ones I that had this little tiny square TV on it and then, or oh, monitor, and then you got the keyboard literally attached to it, it like fit underneath, didn't it? What were they? They've lost me. The yeah, there was one of the BBCs that had the monitor almost built in, it was kind yeah. of a single terminal thing. Yeah, you just kind of picked I can't it remember up. which version it was now. Yeah. Mm, no, I can't. I can't. I mean, there were a few machines that had kind of monitor. Might be have to be a Google, good old Google for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have to get get Dale on. Dale, Dale Cook, what he knows about old machines. Yeah, being old. And we we it's got rooms full of them. We, it's we, got rooms yeah, full of them. Exactly. Yeah. We we donated one, didn't we, to the um, museum? Yeah, we donated one of the um, BB, BBC Master floating points machines. Ooh. Which are rare. So yeah. we donated to the, the Derby Museum for for their computers and stuff like that, because it was obviously a museum for computers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was a while ago. Mm, it was a bit. <laughs> so, so computing to making. I mean, was were you making at the time when you had the computer shop, or did, did yeah. making come after? Yeah, we've always made out of necessity. So instead of buying furniture that you put together, we've always made stuff, whatever we've needed, really. It's just necessity. Um, we've done a bit of all sorts, haven't we? We've done custom motorcycles and all sorts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done... Because, Phil, you're an engineer, aren't you? Yes. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a specific type of engineer? Because obviously engineer can cover a... What do you kind of... Currently or in the past? Uh, any. <laughs> uh, I suppose I class as a multi-skilled engineer. Uh, mainly my qualifications are towards the electrical electronic side, but I'm also a qualified uh, oil heating engineer. Cool. So the oil heating side is what I'm doing now. Yeah. But I say my background's electrical electronic. There's a bit of mechanical thrown in for good luck. Yeah. I think that's a good that's a good combination because that's let's let's let you do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you find kind of yes, I, I I've known a lot of engineers. Oh yeah, obviously being kind of physicists, you get a lot of uh only about twenty percent of physics teachers are actually physics physicists. Mm. Um, so you get you get a significant portion are engineers tend to be kind of or, or kind of related kind of sort of qualifications. Mm. So I've, I've known quite a lot. And sometimes you get people that kind of yeah they're engineers, but they're they're very specific to one thing, and they they can't they, they might be able to design something in a particular thing, but they can't actually make anything. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting sometimes. You find kind of engineers that kind of like, but you're an engineer. Why can't you make something? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I, I was just like, I just designed stuff. Yeah, it's like, 
Yeah, you've designed actually, them. Yes, but you, you can't actually. Yeah, you can't actually make it. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's like uh, yeah, you can't hold that against them. It's not their necessarily their fault. Um, no. So all, always makers. I think. I think. I think. I mean, that's kind of my kind of making history is kind of yeah out of we were a making family just again out of necessity because we couldn't afford to to get stuff or, um, or, or you couldn't find stuff to fit in the to space that you'd got yeah so you kind of got okay well i need that to go in that space but if i go and buy something or do it custom i might as well do it myself yeah, because you know, it's just sort of like you know it either falls apart within five minutes because let's face it ikea is great for looking pretty as such but actual practical uses when you've got young kids nah nah so there are worse things B&Q flat pack wardrobes Mm, very cheap yeah Yeah. not as strong as Ikea no we don't actually own a wardrobe do we no (laughs) we don't own a wardrobe (laughs) suppose you've got a walk in it's a cupboard. Than, it's a cupboard. You've got a walk-in wardrobe rather than a wardrobe. Yeah, it's a cupboard. Ah, it's a, a dressing room. No, it's not that big. Oh. <laughs> 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 I might be able to get in it, but I won't be able to get out of it. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, um, it's sort of three foot square attached to the bedroom. Yeah. It's kind of a it's a random square, really, isn't it? It's just like the bit that goes above the stairs, you know. You know, you kind of oh yeah, yeah. We've got one of those, yeah, yeah. The the, the ceiling bit that drops down. It's kind of our cupboard just goes over that bit. And is the floor flat inside it, or is it kind of? Yeah, it's flat. It's flat, flat, but it's kind of um, yeah. So it's just a random cupboard above the stairs. So. Yeah, my yeah. my eldest room's got a, got what looks like a sort of built-in kind of sort of wardrobe open yeah. up and it's a full-size door. Yeah. But it kind of oh, yeah, yeah, it is a full-size door. It's a full-size door. I was just saying it was a bit shorter, but no, it's a full-size door. But at the bottom, you've got about this much space, kind of about three inches space at the bottom. <laughs> and then kind of yeah, six inches up, you get about kind of yeah. Six inches, inches space. space. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, every every time you go up kind of your sort of six inches uh you get an extra kind of six inches sort of seven inches of space until about kind of your 18 inches up where then it's higher than the the, the angled roof that goes above the sort of stair and then yeah. it's just sort of straight up full size sort of roughly three by three weird <laughs> yeah it's a really awkward space to do any work in what were, what were people thinking when they built these things <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> What use is that to anybody? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it, some of us, but I mean, it, it, I mean it's, it's, yeah, it's her wardrobe. So it, it is kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. handy that it's there because otherwise there'd be this just yeah. really, really high and really difficult bit to decorate kind of above the sort of stairs. Yeah. I mean, they're bad enough as it is. I mean, it's the worst yeah, part of yeah. the house <laughs> to kind of try and decorate, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit of extra space. So, yeah, that, that's kind of, you yeah. I'll go with that. I mean, I'd much rather that than having to bash my head every time. <laughs> yeah, you do that, don't you? Bash your head on everything. <laughs> Probably being six foot five. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you're that sort of height, I mean, I'm, I'm only, well, I used to be five, I'm five seven now. So it's like, yeah, nah, I don't bash my head anywhere I'm, anymore. Yeah. I'm six four, I feel your pain, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You've got an inch on me, but I feel your pain. Uh, <laughs> You're still up there. <laughs> I, used to, I used to have a colleague. He was six six. Wow. Um, brilliant, brilliant. Actually, yeah, an engineer. Um, brilliant <laughs> physics teacher, though. A designer actually. or an engineer? Uh, he, was, he was he was a mechie, and he he could make stuff. Yeah, he oh, could make stuff. Right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he was probably mechie, but he 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 play around. He plays around with electronics as well. Um, but he could actually, yeah, he could actually make stuff. But it was it was really interesting, kind of you know, to kind of sort of got to know him a little bit, and you kind of up the prep room we had where we had our desks for marking and, and stuff. It'd be interesting, kind of. My desk was such that I could see anyone coming in. I could look into the kind of there were two classrooms going off, and I could look into one of them. And it was interesting, kind of. Yeah, the, the more I learned, the more I kind of sort of spotted that he just naturally ducked every time he walked through the door. Yeah. Didn't even think about it. No, because yeah, particularly the time yeah. you got up, he was like it was just completely, yeah, just completely unconscious. Because yeah. he'd be sort of having a conversation or something <laughs> as he's walking through the door. Yeah, and he's wearing shoes. So, yeah, he's six foot six in bare feet. So, yeah, but somebody's got a pair of shoes on. Yeah, he's, he's nearly six foot seven. Yeah. And he's literally just kind of just, just it, it, it was fascinating to watch how he'd kind of, yeah, it'd be no, just constantly just ducky in his hair as he kind of moved yeah. up and down. You do that, don't you? It's all that. Yeah. Although, yeah. The, we had a strange one. We were in London last year. And uh, for a show, and we're uh, we're at the hotel after the day of the evening time after the show, the box room. <laughs> and there's a uh, there was a there was a Norwegian guy in there, and he was having to duck around the light fittings in the hotel. Yeah, it must have been about seven foot seven foot four seven foot five. Yeah, <laughs> he was huge. Uh, in the nuts. corridor in my parents' house, they used to have hanging lights that I always used to have to kind of chicken <laughs> around as I walked down. And they took them out about a year ago and put like <laughs> ones that are mounted on the roof. But I still walking down that corridor automatically kind of walk down it in an S. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because just for years it was I've got to avoid these lights. But yeah. Yeah. I don't have that problem. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm I don't. I would, when I was into caving, I always made sure I went with somebody that was bigger than me as well. <laughs> and on the way in, I'd be really sure I was behind them. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? If they can Just, fit through, I can fit through. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Although the problem is where you get somebody that's kind of. I, there was a guy, I didn't, never went caving with him. But there was a guy who was kind of in one of the local caving clubs and he was in the cave rescue team. He, he was the epitome of a Tolkien dwarf he was about five foot five foot two five foot three um a big black beard very dark it wasn't black but very dark brown beard tend to carry his hair long and he was rotund he literally his his chest was a barrel and it was you kind of think how the hell do you fit through a cave? Because you're short. You can see that if you're walking through kind of, you know, you don't have to duck. Yeah, yeah. there's plenty of caves where you yeah, not, yeah, five foot eight. When I was caving, I had to duck. But, yeah, this guy, yeah, the stuff he didn't have to duck in. And, yeah, like nearer to the ground. Yeah, short people, it's generally easier if you're nearer to the ground. But his chest was literally, yeah, looked like a beer barrel. If you saw it from the side, it's 
but he could just squash his chest down. He's just like, <laughs> wow. you go through stuff. I think he, there's, there's a cave in South Wales called uh, Ogof Darankilai. Ogof's Cave, Darankilai is the, sort of the name of the cave. Mm. And the, it's about 3,000 foot of cave to get up t- a tunnel to get to the main, the first chamber. Not even, it's mm. not, it's called the main chamber, but it's the first chamber. So you have this tiny little crawl. I, di- I only ever did it once. It, it literally almost killed me. Um, it, it's the probably one of my closest near-death experiences coming out of that cave. Uh, and it took, a, it took a stupid amount of time. He had, for one, at one point, he had the record for the, the, the fastest exit from the cave. Um, mm. it, was, it was for an emergency because somebody about eight hours in had dislocated their shoulder. That um, turned into a big rescue. Um, mm. That was kind of they were they were getting close to kind of let's blow the side of the mountain off to get her out type <laughs> rescue. Uh, but he had the he, he he got out. It was an, it was an eight hour trip from where to where she was, and he got out in something like three hours. And it's just like and it's just like yeah, you're a dwarf. You you are an underground. You are a talking dwarf. Um. But he could literally just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a big guy, but he could just swamp his chest down to get through. Yeah, it was just nuts. But, nope, not a chance. Yeah. Not going anywhere near that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Donna's just, Donna's just the, the same thing. Yeah. Like, like no, no chance of going caving. No, thanks. No. I, used, I, I used to work for the National Trust years ago. And we used to go exploring the caves in the Peak District at lunchtime. But there's only so many times you get stuck before you think, I'm not going in there again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gone in the first place. <laughs> I must spend more time in the Peak District. I, I, I did my teacher training in Stafford. Hmm. So obviously not far from the Peak District. And I did go up, I, I helped out with uh, DV training at the time, hmm. which was all done in the Peak District. Yeah. And I wish I'd spent more time there at the time, just on my own doing sort of stuff. Because I was so busy with kind of you know, learning how to teach and writing essays and stuff. I, I didn't really get much chance to, or I didn't take the chance to do it. And I kind of wish I had because it was such a lovely part of the world. Mm. Yeah. A lot of stone walls. been on our doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> lots of stone walls, I noted. I can do that bit as well. That's what you used to do with the National Trust was the Stonewalls. Yeah, I spent about eight years with the National Trust as an instructor. They Mm. they used to have um, this thing where they used to take unemployed people on and teach them skills. So I used to work, work on that for about eight years. So every year you'd have a new you'd have a new batch of people in, and you'd have them for a year, and then they go off, and you get a new batch in. Nice. So first stuff like that. My 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 father-in-law, uh, stepfather-in-law, he used to do similar with. I'm trying to remember. There's another one, isn't there? Conservation somebody or other. Uh, it was a similar sort of thing. It wasn't National Trust, but it was a similar sort of thing with people working. helping people that were kind of unemployed kind of learn some skills that would then help them go on to something else. And it was all done kind of, you know, fixing paths and walls and 
kind of yeah, you know, all kind of rural type things. Yeah. I can't remember which organisation it was, right? No. Um, it'll come to you in a minute. Yeah, it'll come to me once we finished having a sort of conversation. <laughs> Three a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, so well, back to your question earlier, making as you can see, we've always made and done mm. that. So. And you made that workshop. Yes, we did. We did. And then you, you did you have two workshops? Because didn't you? Or did you extend? Because I remember a few years ago. Yes. You both. We had we had the, this this half here was the first workshop, and then um, I set up um, business and I was designing custom fabric. Yeah, materials and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I had that side as like the studio where so we built. We built the second workshop for that mm. business. Yeah. So That's for that. One, yes. Yeah. Then I sold that one, and um, we came basically came together, didn't we? Again, and sort of like we knocked both ends of the work, work each workshop through, and then joined them together. So. Yeah, we got tired of going out of one door. <laughs> Especially so in the winter. You want was... you wanted the van saw, you got to go out out that door, oh, around the garden yeah. and in another door. Which, it was only next door to you. Which yeah. sounds like a, a you know, sort of first world problem. But we we actually live on farmland, so at the back we've got the, the cow field. Okay, so in the winter, what happens is is that all the water runs off the cow field into our backyard in bit where in our yard bit yeah. and you're basically in marsh so you put your foot in that grass you're going to sink in it if you ain't got your wellies on so trying to trudge through with wood you know sort of, and trying to cut it and then coming back again when you've got you know more pieces and stuff it was like oh, you know what we don't want to do this anymore we'll just we'll just knock it through so we did but uh yeah it was just so much easier now i bet so, yeah, yeah. So, you, so without having to don your wellies every time you went out, you know, especially in the winter. So that was just uh, no. Nah. Either that will lose a shoe or two. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in the marsh and it, <laughs> you know, grass eats your feet. <laughs> you know, it just wasn't nice. Yeah. Yeah, we we built this half of the workshop. At the same time as we put the kitchen in, at the same time as we moved into the house. That was a crazy week. We did it, it all really in a week. It was a crazy week. Oh, my word. Wow. <laughs> yes. that, that, yeah. That, 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 yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No idea how we managed it. <laughs> Very stressful. <laughs> Very stressful. We, we, yeah, we built the workshop. I had to, we, we, when we first, when we sort of came to the house, the kitchen was literally falling in. It was falling apart. So we had to literally just take it out. And as we were taking it out, the towels were falling off the wall. The, the walls underneath needed replasting. So, I mean, we're up here to, you know, sort of like midnight, one o'clock, and we're, I'm plastering walls and stuff, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. Just take me home. <laughs> you know, and it was just sort of like, oh, it was just crazy. Absolutely crazy, wasn't it? Um, There's we said though for kind of having that if you if you can manage it to kind of have that intense, stupid amount of work in a stupidly short amount of time, mm. and then it's done. Yeah, it's yeah. never done. It's a workshop. Yeah, yeah. workshop's never hey, done. And kit, never I, done. I, it's nearly ten years since I did my kitchen. It's still not finished. 
yeah. Okay, it's functional. Why do you need to be on the That's our dining room. That's our house functional. Yeah. Just define finish differently, and you're all right. That's that's fine. Just yeah. 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 Louis, the project manager in me going. So we were sorting through some paint under the stairs a few weeks ago. It was like we found this can of red paint. I said, what do we where's that paint came from? Yeah, that was going to be used to kind of for accents in the kitchen on the kind of we've got some wood strip kind of above the kind of window. And it was just like, oh yeah, we haven't opened that, have we? No. It's probably still all right. Jamie says, "Do you stroke the do you stroke the cows or the cow pats? When it's marsh, you're stroking the cow pats. In the in in, in, in the summer, you can actually just go and put your hands through the the gate and you stroke the cows." <laughs> yeah, quite friendly. Aren't mm. so, yeah. Now you've, I mean, anyone that follows you, particularly on Instagram or has watched you kind of on sort of virtually crafty, mm. will know that your your particular kind of I think you're particularly well known for pyrography. Burning um, stuff. Burning. <laughs> <laughs> well, putting it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, the, yeah, they've got the, the pyrography and, and the, the intarsia. I mean, mm-hmm. have you, is, did that come from a particular place? I mean, you, you, I mean, you said, yeah, you don't have, I mean, you, I would say, Kez, you, you're very artistic. Is that entirely self-taught or is that something that you've, yep. Yeah. yeah, I've just I've always been naturally drawn to it. I've always had a sort of like a pencil, a piece of paper, and doodles, and you know, sort of drawing and trying different things. Um, but um, yeah, it's just kind of led from one thing to the other. I don't, I can't even tell you how I fell into wood burning. I really have no idea. I remember you had a play with the soldering iron to do something, and I can't think what it was. Yes, but I don't know why. I don't know why. It was to finish something or other you were playing with. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And I, th- I, I, I remember watching um, a video of Steve Ramsey. See, Steve Ramsey, isn't it? Would be a mere mortal. Yes, and he was showing how to transfer a design and stuff like that. But I'd already been looking at videos before I found him. Um, but I, I really can't tell you why I fell into pyrography. It was just kind of one of those things. And I always wanted to be a tattoo artist when I was growing up. And um, I tend to lean now more towards um, my art being like a tattoo art rather than sort of... I can see, I can... Yeah. Following mm. you, I can see how that would fit, yeah. Yeah, so it's sort of... I've always sort of lent towards that being like the tattoo artist with wood, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I really... It's kind of just one of those things that kind of just went... Something sparked and my five-second brain went, oh, let's have a look. <laughs> and that's just how it goes. My brain kind of goes five seconds, five seconds, and it's like, must be Dory the fish. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then, but then you found something that you have spent a lot more than five seconds on. Yes. Yeah, but yes. she still does exactly the same with the biography. <laughs> She'll start a piece, walk away from it to do something completely different, and then months. come back to it. <laughs> Are we not all guilty of that one? I'm, I'm pretty sure there's at least 20 projects in my workshop that are all some stage of starting. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's probably about that to Kez's in here yeah, at the moment. That's that's normal. That's fine. Uh. Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of, but uh, and I have a lovely fill fairy that makes all my frames <laughs> for all my artwork. He all the frames come from him. But uh, yeah, just... I was yeah, saying I'm... to Andy earlier on because I was looking at your Instagram and stuff and looking through some of them. The stag and owl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, piece. I was left yeah. going. I need that as a T-shirt. Okay. That design. I'm left going. Yeah. You guys need. You guys need some level of merch of some of those designs because they're yeah, you really see, nice. You see, we, keep, they're... we keep toying with the idea, and I keep drawing things out, right? And yeah. then um, I put the design down. And I've even got to the point of um, we've already got it set up with a print supplier and everything. <laughs> I am waiting for somebody to sort the designs out. <laughs> you've got you've got to do that. I because I was I was yeah. I was browsing through the your website and I've got, I've got you've got the stag and the, the owl wall art is still available. That one's ready to go on a t-shirt. I've got all sorts of different yeah. ones that are ready to go on t-shirts. It's just like really? Yeah, I would I would buy a t-shirt with that stag and I would, yeah. I would I'd buy, love to I would buy that. If I could I can't justify I think it's very much worth what I think it's a bargain to be honest. What you're asking, it's sold now. I just I just keep forgetting it? to take off the website. Oh. It sold last week. Ah, oh, <laughs> too late. To check it off. <laughs> Some, yeah. Somebody's got a bargain. It's yeah. not a bargain I can afford. Mm. But one one day I would love to, I'd love to be able to say yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna have one of those and get that piece of that one of your pieces of work on the kind of, sort of the wall. Because that, I think, is just one of my. It's one of my favorite pieces of. That was one of mine. But I've the seen. one out of all the pieces that we've kept hold of for a while, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, it's and so simple. Then though. someone came. Someone came and bought it last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody turned up and went, "Have you still got that?" I was like, "Yeah." Like, here, has have, have some money. I was like, yeah. <laughs> "If you're interested." Ah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ah, missed out on that. Yeah. But it's, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, we'll yeah. all, we'll all queue up t-shirt. for the T-shirts. I'll buy the T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I say, everything's ready to go. Once she's finished all the designs, everything's ready to go. Great. Even integrated yeah. into the website so I don't have to mess about with two shops. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Sounds great. I've just got to now, get I know, I, I, know <laughs> I, I think we could probably keep chatting for, for quite a long time but i know that you you guys all all three of you need to get up earlier than i do in the morning um because i'm still on it's still summer holidays here and i don't have to go to the gym or anything like that so <laughs> it's 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 not a, it's not an alarm morning tomorrow particularly being bank holiday in the in down here in england all right so rub it, it in yeah uh, <laughs> you got you to work there you yeah, you've already had yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the next to, piece Kaz makes is my favorite until she makes something else. Thanks, JP. <laughs> so, towards the end, we tend to kind of move on to kind of yeah, things that have been grabbing our attention, uh, which for those who haven't heard before, because I'm not sure everyone actually really knows, because yeah, those that listen, we've got yeah, good, good kind of. Uh, bunch of listeners who've kind of been listening sort of fervently but it's yeah it's it's it can be anything whether it's videos projects projects you've just done projects you've got coming up you have something you've watched on tv a book you've read doesn't really matter it can be more than one thing it can be just one thing if you like but yeah it's like yeah what's been grabbing your attention 
every so, five seconds, I think, or something. <laughs> <laughs> so ADHD, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I think that's well, quite. I think it's. I've said this before. I, I'm. I'm not that say it again. And we at some point we will be talking about this with some other people. Um, I. I would actually love to see somebody do some proper research into the maker movement. Hmm. However, that's defined, you know, I mean, because there's different ways of defining the maker movement, but yeah, consider the sort of the maker, the wider maker movement, um, particularly people who identify more as makers rather than perhaps identifying as one particular thing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, people who just, just wood turners or the people who are just kind of, you know, woodworkers or furniture makers or welders but i think particularly those people who perhaps are very diverse in their nature of making Mm. i'd love to see somebody do some research into it make a movement and neurodiversity particularly looking at adhd Mm. Um, and i think i i think there would be a really strong connection yeah yeah i think there definitely is um and there is one uh, maker that we've spoken to recently, um, die. And <laughs> we were sat having a conversation, and we were sort of um, he we were sort of like talking to each other. And it's kind of like all of a sudden, I was like, was like "What? Did, what were we talking about?" I was like, um, I "Yes, but when, when they both do it at exactly the same time." We were terrible. Then half an hour later, resume the conversation as if they have never finished it. Yeah, Water, and he was talking about fridges and stuff like that. And he was like, "What was I saying?" I was like, uh, "I can't remember." And then this was like half oh, no, I was like, oh, "Fridges!" And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Fridges." We were talking about fridges, and he was like, "Oh yeah!" And just carried yeah. on. But he was just—he was just laughing. He was laughing like, "Oh." I shouldn't be laughing because that's just—that's just too relatable. <laughs> it was yeah. so funny though. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> So yeah, anything that's got my interest. Um, yes, what's your anything and possibly nothing. <laughs> that's all I can say. Phil, what's been grabbing your attention? Yeah, uh, making models. Ooh, any particular sort? Can't mm, diverge too much about it because it's a sponsored one, and it's not Ooh. absolutely from the year. Yeah. Ooh. Neither it's uh, it's about half a meter tall. <laughs> so it's it's a diorama, but it's going to be wood, not the normal sort of foam diorama. Ooh. Oh, nice! So it's going to be made out of different woods. So like it, it's like it's like a tarsia, isn't it? Because it's all the all the wood, it's it, it's not coloring anything. Everything will be the wood color, but it's all different colored woods. Sounds nice. cool. So would this be for Dremel? Yeah, it would. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we can name them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe they'll yeah. answer us. Um, yeah, because yeah, I'll, ta- I'll, I'll have to tag them now, of course, in because yeah, it's yeah, show notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So might, yeah, we might get a sponsorship for Baker's Waffle one even for yeah, <laughs> Um We can hope. Um, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've you've done some fantastic work for them. I think I think they've, I think Dremel have been very good at picking people uh, to work with. Yes, um, I, I don't know the I don't know the full extent of who they've picked, but certainly, I mean, the few that I know, I think they've they've mm. they've done a good job. 
I think there's about 19 or 20 of us now. Yeah. I certainly don't know all 19 or 20. I was thinking about three or four, but Mm. Uh, yeah we're a very diverse bunch yes definitely and we say we're called the misfit makers that's what they call dremel's misfit makers and we are definitely a bunch of misfits are we (laughs) (laughs) absolute bunch of misfits yeah we've got a bit of everything we've got everything from jewelry artists wood turners welders photography artists welders to wood turners yeah did you just say that yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> Did that one? <laughs> yeah, carvers also. So we've got we've got quite a diverse community. Yeah, oh, cosplay. cosplay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, as a tool. I mean, yeah. I mean, Dremel has become the the generic name for for rotary tools in the way that yeah, yeah. Hoover has for vacuum cleaners uh, yeah. and Kleenex for tissues. So yeah, I think yeah, it's that kind of yeah. People will talk about their Dremel, but even when it's a, a Parkside special. Um, yeah. or some other makes. I mean, they, they do, they see, they've become that kind of iconic yeah. uh, manufacturer for... Mm. Uh, They're actually, it's their 90th birthday this year. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's their 90th birthday. Wow, I mean, I've, I've known they've been going for a while, but I didn't know they'd been going that long. Yeah, 90th birthday. And there is um, a video parody of us misfits that is coming out, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, (laughs) a birthday party. Neil, what's been grabbing your attention? Um, This is going to seem really random because it's not a topic we've touched on at all in this. But anyway, um, I've been working on a snare drum that I started building a while back. Um, Kind of diving back into that. So kind of diving back into music a bit more, um, which is something I used to do loads of, um, and then life. Uh, so music was <laughs> yeah, kind of something that I... <laughs> um, but through doing the snare drum and thinking more about music and how it's kind of part of my happy place, um, started going back to some of the bands that I used to work with, some of the smaller ones, like not the big name ones, but these little bands that were kind of, you know, doing it in their spare time kind of bands and finding that through the joy of things like Spotify and everything, actually a load of that music still available that came out 10, 12 years ago and whatever. And one of the artists I used to work with, uh, a girl named Vanessa Ferrero, um, is still producing music, putting stuff out there, but she's actually moved to Colombia and she is building her own house on a hill in Colombia. And it's the most incredible build. Um, so I've been spending a lot of time listening to all of her back catalogue and wishing I owned a plot of land in Colombia and could build a house. <laughs> yeah. It looks pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, Vanessa Ferrero. And then the other people I person I was going to mention is in terms of the drums, there's a YouTube channel called Murray Drums. Uh, it's a guy who lives pretty local to me here who makes custom snare drums. Um, but he's got some really good old videos on how to make all the jigs for turning the outer and the inner and the bearings and how he does everything. He's kind of, he's making some really unique stuff, but he's sharing everything about how he's doing it, which is really cool. So. As a channel, I've been kind of diving into that a fair bit and watching all of that again, which I haven't watched for a few years. So, yeah, Murray nice. Drums and Vanessa Ferrero. Yeah. 
I'm not sure Columbia would be my first choice of somewhere to build a house, but so yeah. it's a family thing. Her mum grew up ah. in Colombia and she's got family over there and everything. So right, makes a bit more sense. Um, it's uh, not the most stable of countries. No, but she seems she seems fine. So hey, good. she's happy. Good, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about you, Andy? Well, me. Uh, I mentioned last week, the week before, Pimeromi, their sale, uh, which ends on the thirty-first. I may have accidentally made a second order from them um, Who's that? for some bits. Pimeroni, uh, pirates, monkeys, robot ninjas. Um, that sounds that interesting. Right? Yeah, electronics oh. company. Ah, uh, uh, okay. yeah, it's the yeah Raspberry Pis and and yeah. the the like and Arduino's electronics. Yeah, we've got the Arduinos in the house. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's electronics based up in Sheffield, so not not so far from you. Yeah, um, really good bunch of people. Uh, it's their tenth anniversary, so they're having a big, big sale. Um, lots of lots of stuff reduced, kind of like fifty percent. Uh, no Raspberry Pis, unfortunately, not reduced, and partly because they go, you can't get them. You get the, the Picos are still available, some of them. Yeah. Um, but there's no zeros available, and there's no no actual pies available unless you want a pie four thousand or four hundred, the cased one with a. Yeah. I think you can get a Spanish keyboard version, okay. but you can't get the UK keyboard version. Oh. Um, I'm presuming it's just the keyboard that's the difference because the yeah. inside should be just the same. Um, so there's that. Uh, I've been watching quite a lot of TV this week. Uh, so I mentioned before, Blown Away. Finished that, including the Christmas one. That's on Netflix. Uh, mm. Really enjoyed that. Uh, then went on to Metal Shop Masters, which is only one season. That was good. Although kind of, I think the, the person who should have won didn't. But that was partly because he didn't actually manage his last task as well as perhaps he could have done. Mm. Um, and now I've Sometimes moved on to... Pressure, well, yeah, he, he suddenly went from doing stuff either in, with one of the other contestants, because he did some of the stuff in pairs, but then suddenly mm -hmm. he became two assistants, and he's not used to working with assistants, and they didn't quite grasp him. Yeah. I, I think sometimes you sometimes see in these shows where they kind of, yeah, right, it's the final, so you're going to get some help because you've got to do this big thing, and you haven't got quite enough time, and it's going to be spectacular, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes they'll kind of go, so you can choose from some of the previous contestants they're going yeah. to help you and i think then you've got people who you know you've got skills or i'm blown away at the for the final they were giving them assistants who were people working at uh the corning museum of glass which is kind of one of the most prestigious glass places in the world and they were giving them people who were like 20 25 year experience people super experienced in kind of you know, all the aspects of glass and mm. not just somebody who'd kind of been doing it for a few years. Yeah, these were people that were doing it every day, had been doing it every day for 20-odd years. They really knew their stuff. They were people that were selected to be able to work with other people. They were used to working with assistants. And so they kind of had good quality people. They were used to it. So it was natural. This guy was used yeah. to working on his own. He was suddenly given two people who perhaps weren't Managed. necessarily the best possible people. They were probably good enough, but... They needed managing rather than kind of just being told, right, do this, and then they would do it. Mm. So sometimes uh, it's harder to manage somebody like that than and it than it is to just do it yourself. 
Yes, and that's what it turned into. Mm. And he couldn't do enough in his own on, on his own. Yeah, uh, and that's why he then lost it. Um, yeah. and I've just started now. I'm on to Rust to Riches, which is sort of cars. How how far into it are you before I say anything that spoils it? Uh, second or third episode. Okay, I will think. Say yeah, second or third episode. But it's very might get... interesting by the third season. Uh right. So first, first, first season. Um, but I'm going to get my my youngest today. We went to there was a, a the local aerodrome. There's an aerodrome not far from us. There was an emergency services show, and she's going to be doing uh, uniform public services BTEC. So kind of, well, this is homework. We can go to the show because it's homework. It's our homework. Um, it was a bit disappointing. There were a lot of fire engines and not much else. And we kind of wandered in. We paid our 10 quid each to get in. It was like, I was like, oh, God, this is awful. There's, there was just like one row of fire engines and the displays weren't, there wasn't much anything happening on the display area. And it was just like, oh, dear. And then we yeah. spotted this crowd of people at the far end of this. There was a kind of, it wasn't a big field. It was a field. It was, and it was kind of alongside the the airstrip, and it was like I could see as soon as we walked around the corner from the the, the entrance, there was like there's not much here. Mm. But as we walked in a little bit, we could see there was this quite large group of people at one end. We thought, oh, maybe they're watching something. It's, it's just it's, it's, there's something happening there. So we wandered down. There wasn't much happening as we wandered down. Just walked past you know, like 15, 20 fire engines of various different vintages, and then we realised that. Beyond this kind of space that we can see past, there are about 150 vintage and classic cars. And it was like, ooh. So we spent about an hour walking around. It was like, yeah, this is nice. good. Then we kind of went back and like, should we go back and have a look at the cars? Yeah, we went back. <laughs> yeah. So we were geeking out on cars. And she was geeking out on cars. It was like, cool. ooh, I didn't. I knew she was into vintage stuff, but I didn't realize she was into vintage cars. But this was like, oh, it's like, do you like what's your favorite car? Ooh, I decide. It's like we had this great couple of hours just kind of geeking out on vintage cars, all sorts, you know, some classic ones. I mean, yeah, that's stuff that yeah, it's like stuff I learned to drive on, like yeah, Mark II Cortina. Um and yeah, other during your age. Yeah. Well, most most of my most of my learning, most of my learning, I, just, I had a few cars to learn on. Uh, so there was Cortina, there was an MG Metro. <laughs> Don't see many of those around anymore. Um, I think I passed my test in a Corsa. I think it was a Corsa. It was something small. Actually, it no, might have been small. <laughs> yeah, it was something small. It might have been a Corsa, but yeah. So yeah, yeah, showed my age. But it was it was just an enjoyable kind of thing. So I think I might try and see if she wants to watch that. But we, we still have to watch all the rest of the classic Doctor Who's together first. So I might not wait. <laughs> That's been great, my So just a few things. Yeah. So yeah. And for anyone who's wondering, Jamie did mention last time. Jamie's at a festival, big family festival, having a whale of a time um, doing festival type stuff, which I'm sure he'll tell us about next week. Um, so Neil very gracefully agreed to sort of step in and be the budget Jamie impersonator. Yeah, yeah. The the beard wasn't quite there, but I tried my hardest. <laughs> well, you got you got you got the you got the top bit. Yeah, almost top right. half's right. It's just yeah, the, yeah. Need another beard. year or so on this. But yeah. <laughs> well, there's a challenge because he'll probably want to go to the same festival next year. So you got a year to uh, to work on it. 
Game on. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I think at that point, I think we should, uh, we've taken you past your bedtime, you folks. So uh, I think we'll uh, say goodnight to everyone and uh, we'll see everyone next week. So, bye, folks. Bye, bye all. Bye.